All right, good afternoon, everyone. I hope you are all well. And everyone should continue to be healthy and well. This week's Parsha of Noah really is divided into into two sections. The first section that we're all aware of is the story of Noah and the flood, the Dora Mabu. The second section, which is the concluding part of the Parsha, has to do with the Dorha Floga, the generation that built the Tower of Babel and the generation from which all of the nations and races of the world spread from living in the Fertile Crescent that moved all over the globe to form the human society that we know of today. The two generations both are regarded by uh, the Torah and by Jewish tradition as being basically evil generations. But their uh, evil behavior uh, differs. Uh, They are not of the same uh, kind. The generation of the flood Uh, to put it in general terms, uh, was a generation that negated the uh, seven mitzvahs, you know, the Sheva mitzvahs b'nei Noach, it negated the b'nei Odom l'chavero part of those mitzvot. In other words, it was a generation that recognized that there was a God because they were still uh, under the influence of Odomarishon and uh, even the Rambam uh, points out that uh, when Enosh in the generation of Enosh people began uh, pagan uh, customs and beliefs Uh, It was all in the mistaken belief that that was how to worship God. It isn't that they denied God. They just said that God is so great that uh, it's impossible for us, so to speak, to deal with God directly. So therefore, the agents of God are the ones that we will deal with. So that became the sun, the moon, the stars, uh, the animal kingdom, all of the creatures of the world uh, that were a part of the pantheon of gods throughout the thousands of years of uh, paganism, uh, throughout the time when uh, idolatry rules the world. But it was not a denial of God. I've mentioned to you before, I think it's something that, uh, an insight that bears thought. Uh, There was a discussion between the the Dvorka Rebbe and between the the Kotzka Rebbe, Rebbe Yitzchak Dvorka and Rebbe Menachem Mendel Vorgenstern. And the discussion centered on why uh, the generation of the golden calf apparently was forgiven by God. 
while the generation of the spies in the desert, the Maraglim, was not forgiven. And they never entered the land of Israel and they died in the desert. When uh, on the surface, we would certainly say that the sin of the golden calf is far greater than the sin of the Maraglim. The Maraglim just were uh, against Eretz Israel. But the golden calf is uh, Avodazora. So why was it that God was more lenient with that generation that apparently uh, committed a very great sin and he was more rigid regarding a generation that apparently created a lesser sin. That was the discussion. So uh, the Vorker Rebbe said that God forgave them because they did tshuva Moshe Rabbeinu, after the golden calf, the Jewish people did tshuva. And their tshuva was accepted because they did it at a time when they didn't know that tshuva really helps. It's only after Moshe comes down with the Yud Gimel Midos, Hashem Hashem, Kel Rachum Vechanun, that they realize that tshuva helps. But when they did tshuva, they didn't know that it helped. Nevertheless, they did tshuva. So therefore, the Lord accepted it. When the generation of the spies did tshuva, immediately afterwards, they did so on the basis that tshuva would help. So it was not a sincere tshuva. It's what the Gemara calls echta v'yoshuv. A person commits himself that I will commit this sin, but don't worry, I'll do tshuva. Ain't my speaking biyoto lasos tshuva. That tshuva is not acceptable. So that was the opinion of the Vorker. Great idea. The opinion of Menachem Mendel is even stronger, though. He said as follows. The sin of the golden calf was that essentially they were looking for spirituality and godliness. They said, Elohim, let us make for ourselves a God. They were looking for something higher. And therefore the Lord was willing to let it pass. But the sin of the Miraglin was a sin of honor, comfort, leisure, what's better for me, selfishness, gashmius, that the Lord was not willing to let it go. So from this we see that the search for Idolatry, as terrible as it is, has a kernel of belief within it. 
whereas the pursuit of leisure and empty life at all costs is completely worthless. So therefore, the Dora Mabu, the generation of the flood, they still believed in some sort of godliness. But they were Kimola Oretz Chomos. But between Benolam Lechaveiro, they were the most destructive generation. They took whatever they wanted. There was no uh, respect for other human beings. So not to murder, not to steal, not to uh, sexually abuse people. That, that didn't exist by them. That the Lord could not forgive. That part of the story just doesn't exist for us. Because of this, we have a concept that the Meshachochma discusses uh, that also has great relevance to us. The Meshachochma discusses it regarding Yamsuf, the Jewish people, the different classes that stood at Yamsuf. And he points out there that the angels in heaven said to God when he was drowning the Egyptians, so to speak, that it's not fair. Halolo of the halolo of the The Egyptians, true, are pagans, but the Jews in Egypt were also pagans. So why are you drowning them and saving the others? That's not fair. So the Meshachachma says here a tremendous insight. He says, there's no question that a person individually is judged on all mitzvahs and averis, God forbid, that a person does. But he says, when it comes to judge a society, a tzibur, there the judgments are different. And he says, as long as there is a sense of justice, as long as there is goodness in society, as long as, so to speak, at least the principles of Beinolam Lechavero are accepted and are acted upon, then the Rabboni Shalom Yove Hashem Sloachlo. The Rabboni Shalom will overlook the fact that they are not believers, that they are pagans, they are, uh, believe in false gods, all of that. There's a price to be paid for that, but the Lord overlooks that 
but he will not overlook that the entire world is a lawless place where people don't care for each other, where there is no protection for the downtrodden, for the orphan and the widow. You find that throughout the Torah. Torah repeats it over and over again. More times than it repeats Anochi Hashem And therefore, he says a startling statement, the Meshachochma, or Meir Simcha. He says, Afilu Yiyu Rov Yisroel Machalo Shabbos Even if we see a majority of a Jewish society that does not properly observe the Shabbat. Yov Hashem Sloach Lahem, God will overlook that too. If there is between them a sense of morality, of help for each other, of compassion, and a respect for other people's body and property. So the door Amabul was destroyed not because of their idolatry. It was destroyed because the robbery, the corruption, the uh, outright immorality of behavior within the society was of such a nature then the Rabboni Shalom did not let it pass. And uh, the Torah says that Noach was an ish tzaddik tomi moyabadarosov what was the tzidkus? What did he do? When he said it to heal him all day, what did he do that made him a tzaddik? So the Medrash says that he invented the plow. He created agricultural tools. He made life easier. He cared that somehow people should have a better life. He didn't do it to get a patent for himself. That was his sitkus. And therefore, in this generation where everyone is selfish, where no one is willing to do anything for the other person, he was exceptional. And uh, therefore, we find that Avraham continues his tradition. The idea of hospitality, the idea of defending others, the idea of education, the idea of spreading the word of God amongst all and not keeping it, uh, so to speak, as one's own treasure. That's what makes Avraham Avinu special. So we see clearly this idea 
that the destruction of the world is brought about by human behavior within society. What type of society exists? So we know that in totalitarian societies, people inform against each other, people do terrible things. They always do it in the name of great ideas. But we're not interested in the ideas. We're interested in the behavior. And therefore, that is the sin of the Dora Mabul. The Dora Mabul is because of Benodam Lachavero. It's because of Tavatimole or its Chomas. It's all robbery, it's all corruption, it's all it's all evil. And that the Rabboni Shalom is not willing to forego. And therefore, uh, what saves the world afterwards is simply that you have someone like Avram Avinu who even cares about Zdom, doesn't only care about his own political party. He cares about Zdom too. And that's the antidote to the Dora Mabel. And then there is the Dora Floga. Uh, the generation of uh, those who built the Tower of Babel. Now there, the Benodim Lechavero, on the surface at least, existed. The Torah says that there was a Sofa Achas, there was unity, was one language, was one culture. But there the rebellion was against God and against any concept of God. Nimrod made himself a God. He did not make a golden calf. He did not make, uh, uh, you know, a statue as a God. He made himself as a God. That's a different form of idolatry. Because in effect, you're saying there is no God. Because look, I'm God. That was the problem with Paro. Why the Lord brought the plagues upon him. It's because he said, I'm I'm the one that made the Nile. I can do whatever I want. And the dictatorship, the cult of the personality is what destroys the Dora Floga. And because the human being thought he was the God, therefore he could not suffer any other human being holding a different opinion. That's why Avram Avinu is thrown into the furnace of fire into where caused him. And Avram Avinu said only a simple thing. He said, Nimrod is not God. Stalin is not God. Hitler is not God. Chairman Mao is not God. Marx is not God. 
We see it so clearly played out in our time. Castro, in name them all, Balpat. That's the Dora Floga. And therefore they said, we're going to build a tower that's so tall that we'll go up to heaven and we'll be able to uh, take care of God, so to speak. We'll prop up the heavens. It won't rain anymore. We'll take care of everything. Don't have to, we don't have to worry about anything. Smoke a lie. You can rely on me. I'm going to take care of it. So that's a different type of generation. That's a different type of evil. So Avram Avinu has to fight that evil as well. Avram Avinu is fighting both generations at the same time. So we discussed that he fought the decline of Ben Olam Lechavero by his chesed. The way to fight the breach of is chesed, is to do good things. Not just to uh, decry bad things. In our time, uh, we, uh, we want to publicize all bad things that people do and feel... Uh, very morally justified in so doing and think we accomplish something. But the accomplishment is to do good things, not only to expose bad things. Now, what are you gonna do? That's the question. So that was one end of Avraham Avinu's goal. And the other end is to proclaim godliness in the world. That there is a God and that we are responsible to that God. And that it's not a free ride here. And that we're held to godly standards. And that human beings are never God. That line is indelible. So we have here these two bookends. I uh, I, I think I mentioned it in the uh, uh, piece that I wrote this week for Parshas Noach in the Shul newsletter. And I want to make... Uh, a comment as to how uh, wonderful that newsletter came out. You should all get a hold of a copy. I mean, I uh, we try to deliver it to all of the places where uh, the Shul people are, are now. Uh, and a great compliment to Rabbi and Mrs. Goldvicht, uh, who uh, came up with the idea and who... Uh, uh, design it and see that it's published every week and to Mark and to the people who helped sponsor it. It's a great idea. But I mentioned there that these are the two bookends of the Parsha. There's the Dora Mabul and the Dora Floga. And the Dora Mabul and the Dora Floga 
are of such a nature that even though one of them really was looking for godliness but was destroyed because of their relationship to human beings and the other was the relationship to human beings on the surface was uniform but was out to destroy godliness those are the two challenges that we always face and we see it in our society in our world today there are those that you know you can't say anymore uh, god it's it's possible not here in israel baruch hashem but you know i never thought i would live to see that in the united states they would eliminate under god so that's one side and the other side is uh, corruption stealing not caring for others the big swallowed a little those are the twin challenges and they have always been the twin challenges uh, uh, in the haftor of this week we will read ki mei noach zosli the novi shayo says this is like the waters of noach so what does he mean the waters of noach there never again would be a flood god promised us it wouldn't happen again but the mei noach are the challenges not the flood the challenges that exist and the challenges that exist are of such a nature that they are constant. We say at the Seder, that's one challenge to the Jewish people, that we're always uh, one step away from very sad events. Our enemies are always there. But that's, so to speak, a physical challenge. But it's also the waters of Noah are here also. They're here to uh, challenge us. The two great challenges as to faith and monotheism on one hand and the challenge of human behavior on the other hand. And you cannot separate the two, even though people like to do that. People think that somehow, uh, simply by uh, observance of certain commandments, then that allows them to violate other commandments. The Torah is a whole. It's not pieced separately. It's a totality. And that's really what uh, the lesson here is. That's why Noah is so important. The problem with Noah was Vayochel Noah, after the Mabul, the Narashi says, Nasechulin, he lost his way. He became lost. He didn't do anything for anybody anymore. And he didn't preach godliness to anybody. He went into retirement, so to speak. I've often said that in the Talmud, we don't find the concept of retirement. 
we have the concept of advanced age. Uh, we have the concept of uh, different stages in life, but we don't have retirement. A Jew never retires. You can always do something. You can always be of help. That's why it says, Avram Zokain Bobayomim. Avram, he became old, so Bobayomim, but he came with his days. He, he did something every day. He didn't say it's enough. Noah, unfortunately, retires. Now, we can understand that and we can sympathize with it. Yeah, such a trauma to see the whole world destroyed, God forbid. But Noah is Vayochel Noah. That's it. That's the end of the story. And that's why the Jewish people, we fashion ourselves after Avram Avinu. We're B'nai Avram Yitzhak Yaakov. The rest of the world are B'nai Noah. Halavai, they should be B'nai Noah. Halavai, that they should observe the seven mitzvahs of the B'nai Noah. Then we would have an ideal world. So these are all concepts that exist in this wonderful parsha, And they're things that I think we should take to heart. And uh, we can benefit greatly by uh, thinking about them and observing them in our lives. Uh, I want to mention that beginning this Saturday night, Matsoi Shabbos, at 8 o'clock, I'm starting a new Saturday night lecture series that God willing will continue uh, over the winter. And uh, the topic is uh, Eastern Europe, Lithuania especially, but it's uh, through the eyes of people that I knew. I'm Baruch Hashem, not a young person anymore. I knew a generation yet. There are not many people around that knew that generation anymore. And so there are personal insights here that I want to share with you. Uh, I'm really doing this for my family, but all of you are invited to listen in anyway. And uh, so that's this Saturday night. And if you want to be on the Zoom and get the link, please contact uh, Rabbi Nochum Amsel. That's Nochum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at jewishdestiny.com. Jewish Destiny, one word. And make arrangements, and he will give you all the information how to get on the Zoom and how to listen to it. I think it's a, uh, I hope that it'll be a very, uh, interesting and even inspiring lecture series and i thank you all for listening today please stay well everyone and have a shabbat shalom and a very good month to all of us thank you very much